In this video, I'm gonna cover with you, is property a business or is it passive income? What's the difference? How to make it work? And some of the different property strategies that I think you ought to be paying attention to. Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Is property investment a business or is it purely passive income? Now you might be thinking, what is the difference between those two? You might also be thinking, does it make more sense to have property investment or a property business? And a lot of people kind of think about these things and aren't too sure. And I'm going to go through stuff and make it easier for you today. Because if you're interested in getting into property, but you're not too sure how to structure your business, well, that's a common question too, and I'm going to cover that for you too. So traditionally, the buying of property for rental income and capital growth, generally speaking, has been seen as an investment, especially if you're holding onto property, and this is the way HMRC, by the way, view it, and that's how they tax your profits, uh, because it's an investment business, but it can also be a trading business if you're buying and selling. And the reason for this is that property owning was seen as a passive income and passive investment with landlords taking pretty much a hands-off approach. Now that's not always true, but that's how it was perceived. Many investors still follow this particular route. For them, uh, they buy property and kind of stay in the background with the day-to-day -day activity managed by a letting agent or another third party. But there are a rising number of uh, investors who want to be hands-on because they want to take a more sophisticated approach uh, and looking after their property, managing, buying, selling, refurbishing, uh, and obviously it becomes a more complicated business model. And for those people, uh, property is a business. And when it comes to deciding whether to have a property investment or a property business, it's worth noting that each approach is equally valid and will suit different objectives. So the choice is yours, which one you want. There's no right or wrong per se. It all depends on your preference. Property investment versus property business. The key points from a tax point of view is that it only makes a difference in a limited number of circumstances in terms of the different reliefs and allowances you can claim. So for example, uh, if you have a property business, and you're buying and selling property, then at some point you may be able to claim entrepreneur's relief, which is now business asset disposal relief. If you buy and hold on to property, then you can't claim that particular relief and you pay capital gains tax on the gain. Now generally, and I, mean, I am generalizing here, the tax rules are as follows. If you hold the property in your own name and the, you, then you pay tax on the profits as income, uh, while when you sell the asset, uh, you pay tax on the profit as capital gain. That's on uh, long-term investment property. If you hold the property in a limited company, then all your profits are taxed at corporation tax rates, both in terms of the profits uh, and the disposal of the asset. The answer comes down to the attitude and how you perceive your activities as well as the type of strategy you are adopting. Then you've got the option of having a partnership or a limited liability partnership. And then on top of that, uh, if, you, if you've got property in your own name 
or in a partnership and section 24 affects you where you can't claim all the finance costs then you may think about incorporating and if you incorporate if you have a property business in the sense that you hold property and you uh, rent it out now we've already established that's an investment business but if you're looking to incorporate from a partnership or, or from your own name into a limited company then for section 162 incorporation relief you may qualify as a business which means when you move over the properties from your own name or, your, or the partnership name into a limited company you may not have to pay capital gains tax so that's something you ought to be thinking about especially if you already have property in your own name now the other big conundrum is shall i buy in my own name or a limited company now there's some accountants who might say to you buy in a limited company my response to you is it depends on your situation your circumstances your overall plan so you should look at the different option, options and then decide which one works best for you and your business it could be by the way that having one or two properties in your own name because you don't have a full-time job anywhere and then the rest in a limited company or an llp or a partnership may work best for you so you need to explore those things in detail but generally i want to keep this very simple how the tax works is is the property in your own name you pay income tax on the rental profits and pay capital gains on the disposal it's through limited company everything's paid at corporation tax rates the answer comes down to attitude on how you perceive your activities as well as the type of strategy you wish to adopt because there are lots of different property strategies you can adopt now whether you run the business through a limited company it doesn't really matter because that obviously depends on your overall plan uh, and what works best for you and your business and that's a choice that you need to make by going through the numbers however the biggest factor will be the amount of time you dedicate to running your property portfolio if it's largely a full-time job then the chances are you'll already be thinking of it as a business and you might be working in it full-time anyway three key elements of any successful business are as follows number one you have to know your marketplace who are your customers or your tenants and what do they need from you number two systems and processes and how efficient are you number three it's about knowing your numbers okay because that's critically important because if you're not making profit then why are you in business now understanding the financials of your property business can be looked at uh, in kind of different stages and i'm going to make it easy for you number one is the before which is before you buy the property does the deal stack up and number two is is it going to cash flow as you uh, keep the property number three the end game at the end what's the exit strategy because the exit strategy is extremely important now running the finances on a day-to-day -day basis is often overlooked or given less emphasis than it deserves so possibly think about having a bookkeeper who can do those things for you because they are good at that stuff so why not let them do it and of course this is easily done in terms of wanting to do all the stuff yourself and then finding you don't have the time before you know it you're behind with your affairs and that's no good place to be because that's going to be costly for you in terms of uh, accountancy fees but also possible late fines from hmrc so just bear that in mind now whenever you're looking at properties highlight the ones that have strong cash flow as opposed to a capital growth because i think cash flow is king and cash flow is important capital growth is a bonus now you can obviously uh, plan for further capital investment such as 
releasing funds from your property at some point in the future and use those funds to buy more property. Also remember, you've got to make tax payments. Uh, so put that in your cash flow or your numbers and don't take all the money out and then run around to get the tax later on because that's what a lot of people do and they tend to struggle. So you're better, you're watching this video, you're going to be disciplined and you're going to run your business like a proper business. And you make sure you start with the end in mind. So you'll be able to understand uh, the different types of investments and different types of property strategies and look at the one that's going to help you reach your goals and objectives. And it could be a holistic view where you look at service accommodation and bike lets and commercial conversions and something else. It all depends on what you want to do. But clarity at each stage is extremely important and make sure you've got good financial reporting systems so you know exactly where you are in your business at any point in terms of who owes you money, who you owe money to, and how much profit you're making. Now the good news is property can generate active or passive income and sometimes you can have a combination of both so you can be hands-on and hands-off as well it just depends on your overall strategy the type of income generated from property depends on an investor's strategy and whether the investment objective is to generate potential income over the short term or the long term and that's something you need to think about and decide which option you prefer usually it's a hybrid people do a bit of both Active income from property uh, investment involves flipping properties, deal sourcing, serviced accommodation, especially if you're running it yourself, commercial conversions. Uh, those are all things that will require more of your time and expertise. Uh, now, people who do flips purchase property that needs uh, repairs, usually below market value. Then they obviously repair it, make it look good, update it, uh, and then they look for a buyer and they sell it uh, by making a gain on what they bought it for plus how much it costs to refurbish and it's good cash flow by the way and it works incredibly well. Now when you're flipping you're going to make uh, a lot of repairs to the property so you need to make sure that you're doing that properly with uh, a builder who knows what they're doing but I, I assume you know about that if you don't I'm making a different video on what to look out for when working with builders and the types of things you need to do. Now if you're looking to buy a property or look for a property, then work with deal sources. They find your properties, usually below market value, usually off the market, and they charge you a small finder's fee, but they're well worth their money. It's gonna save you time. Also, if you go out networking, you'll meet deal sources, ask your uh, accountant, your solicitor, uh, your broker, your IFA, they should have some of these contacts, especially if they're involved in property. And I suggest you work with advisors who are in property already because they're the guys who know what they are doing. If you get to a stage where you can't flip properties because all the opportunities are drying up, uh, then you just need to think about different strategies because different strategies work at different times and you need to be flexible with that. Now, passive income is uh, usually where you buy a property, you hold it, and then you give it to uh, a uh, agent and they manage the letting for you. And basically the, the rent comes in, you pay the mortgage, you pay the bills, and then you have something left over. You pay obviously the agent their fee for looking after the property, and then the cash come, comes in. At the, let's say after 10 years, you wanna sell the property, you sell it on or pass it down to your children or somebody else, and then you'll have a, a capital gains tax to pay. But 
If you don't want to manage property and you want to sleep easy, then just give it to a good agent and they'll do all that for you. The political economist John Stuart Mill uh, was quoted in saying, landlords grow rich in their sleep without working, risking or economizing. I leave you to uh, judge whether that's true or not. But to be fair, earning passive income from property does require some work uh, and it does require some day-to-day -day activities. Uh, so delegating the whole thing to an agent doesn't always work. You still need to be involved. It is your property, it is your business. Uh, so you can't be 100% hands-off uh, most of the time. For example, a passive property investor regularly reviews their financial reports uh, and sees exactly what's going on. They look for more properties. They might look to repair some of their properties. They might do visits to some of their properties. So those are some of the things you may want to do because you want to be involved and you want to get to know the tenants and you want to make sure your properties are up to scratch and in a good condition because that's extremely important. Now one of the best things about owning a property as a passive income is that you can spend as little time as you'd like on your business because you can outsource most of the work. So you can leverage uh, your time uh, by outsourcing and getting other people to do your work. Or the other option obviously is to be more involved and do things yourself uh, and basically run the business as a business, but you'll need more time. So it just depends how much time you have. And that's why many property investors seek to generate passive income through property because they don't have time and they just want to give it to somebody else because they've got a full-time job or they've got a, uh, another business to run. Now you might be thinking, what is active income? And that's a good question, by the way, because most people don't know. Active income is money received from performing a service such as working uh, in a full-time or a part-time job and receiving a salary, commission, tips, remuneration, uh, or some other type of fee but you're involved on a, in, in that particular vocation or profession on a regular basis. Earnings generated from self-employment, uh, or usually to obviously through a business, uh, means that you're getting paid from different customers or different clients, patients, tenants, uh, at different times. Now for most people, active income is earned before passive income can be generated because they need the cash to invest into property. So they've got to work somewhere first and then they buy property later. And oftentimes, property investors work full-time in another job because that's their active income. They earn money, pay tax, save, them, save some of the funds and invest those funds into property. That's the old way of doing it. There are different and better ways of doing it. You can watch uh, other videos on my YouTube channel here where I talk about no money down. In fact, click this link here and you can see a video on no money down. Now, active income is usually when you're on an hourly rate or you own your own business. So you get paid last, by the way, uh, but you're involved in the business full time. Now, one of the big advantages of being paid uh, as an employee, for example, is you've got guaranteed income. At the end of the month, money comes in. You also get uh, holidays. You, you usually get weekends off. And depending on the type of work you're doing, if you're doing shift work, there may be some overtime too. Uh, so your salary is fixed, depending on the type of role you got and what, how involved you are. It could be nine to five, Monday to Friday, but most people usually don't stick to nine to five and don't always work Monday to Friday because they're more involved or they're more senior. And that's absolutely fine too. Now you might work uh, on 
commission and that's also active income uh, and that could be based on where you're an intermediary so you buy something and sell it on for somebody or you don't buy it but you sell it and when it's sold you make uh, a fee freelancing and the gig economy is important uh, and it's big so you might be a freelancer or you might be uh, consulting through some of the uh, online websites to gain income that's also uh, active income and usually the type of people who do this are graphic designers software developers web designers business agents uh, so those are the types of people who are contractors in the gig economy and freelancers and some of them do a really good job by the way for a really good price now the other side is what is passive income uh, because that's a good question and I think people want to create passive income because they think they want to make money while they sleep so passive income is generally earned from an income producing asset i.e. property that an investor is not actively involved with on a day-to-day -day basis and on a regular basis often that asset was purchased uh, through their own savings from active income uh, like their salary or their wages or other compensation or commission or bonuses uh, so they use those funds to use as a deposit and they buy a property so let's review some of the examples of passive income because that's something you might be interested in so interest income uh, from money uh, deposited in a bank uh, or a building society or even uh, in, if you own bonds uh, any interest earned on that is passive income because you're not doing anything for it apart from keeping your money in a uh, financial institution but unfortunately the interest rates on those investments at the minute is very low and it's less than inflation uh, so it's probably not a good return so that means you don't really want to put your money into a bank account you want to put your money elsewhere where you get a much better return because interest rates are very low secondly income from dividends so if you own shares uh, in, in a public uh, company or if you own shares in your in a, another business that you don't actually don't be a shareholder and you draw down dividends but that's also uh, passive income and you but usually people obviously invest in blue chip companies uh, on the stock exchange uh, it could be the FTSE 100 the FTSE 250 or anywhere else in the world by the way it doesn't have to be the FTSE but the dividends usually paid by the companies are very low uh, and you need a lot of shares to make it worthwhile another uh, passive income source is if you're a silent partner in a business where you invested uh, at the start uh, or you've invested later and the business is running well and your main kind of aim is capital exit uh, because the company's high growth or has a, may have a good value if it's built up so you've been invested in the business but you also get returns uh, as the business progresses but there's more risk in that so you need to be aware I do you have the appetite for that type of risk because if you could lose all your money because that business might go bust especially if it's high risk high growth you never know what's going to happen rental income from property obviously uh, can be uh, passive income uh, and as long as you invest in the right area you look after your properties you look after your tenants you'll create good cash flow and you'll if you buy in the right area there'll be good capital appreciation too whenever you sell the property in the future and that's very important now passive income is the ideal situation that most people want to be in but what is it passive income is something that they don't teach you in school unfortunately they should do but there's a lot of things they don't teach you in school that they should do but financial literacy and business skills i think are two that must be taught at schools and i hope that that's going to change one day 
So the only income we are taught uh, about really is active income, which is go out there, get educated, get yourself a job, and then get paid and just pay off your bills. And if you go to university, pay off your student debt. But no one really talks about entrepreneurship or investing money in the stock market or investing money uh, in a business or property, especially at a school level when you do MBAs and, and other qualifications, obviously they go into these type of things. But uh, in your early years, these things aren't talked about and that's a shame really. But the best way to use passive income, I think is to invest in property because it's a well-known marketplace. Uh, it works well, you've got cash flow, you've got capital growth, you can see the physical, physical asset, uh, and a lot of people invest in property, it's not difficult to get uh, financing or, or funding, especially if you've got uh, a good credit rating and don't have a, a, a bad credit history. So property, I think, is the best way to achieve or receive uh, passive income. Now I want to share five ways where you, in which you can create passive income from your property investment strategies. First one, buy to let, very simple. You buy a residential property and then you rent it out. And the demand for these properties uh, is, has always been high and it's, it's very high right now. The second one, obviously, from Bartlett is an HMO, house in multiple occupation. This is when you rent it out to more than one person, usually on a room by room basis. The third option is service accommodation. Uh, it's a bit like a, a hotel or a bed and breakfast, where you've got different people coming in and you're selling stay by the night. Although people may stay more than one night, but you're selling uh, the rooms by the night. Your fourth one is buying commercial property. And you've got two options here. You can buy commercial property and rent it out by way of lease, or you can convert it into residential property and then rent it out or sell it. The fifth one is where you could uh, take a bit more risk. So you could buy land without planning and then take it to planning stage. That is speculative and highly risky, so you need to know what you're doing. Or you might want to buy property or land which already has planning for building residential property and then start building on it. Again, it's more involved, higher risk, more chance of different things going wrong, but it's a good investment strategy. And remember, you don't have to build 10, 20, 30 houses in one go. Start with one or two and build it up. And those are only five of quite a few different property strategies, but those are the five common ones. Uh, I'll share a sixth one with you because I'm just a generous guy. You could do rent to rent, which is don't have your own property, don't have the cash, so you find other people who've got property uh, and maybe things aren't working out for them or they want guaranteed rent, so you could sign a lease agreement with them and take the property from them for five years, give them guaranteed rent every single month and for then use that property to rent it out and make a margin on it and that works incredibly well and you don't have to use any of your own money. So you might just be somebody who doesn't have much money or you've spent all your money and had a, a good time and a good life and that's absolutely fine by the way. Uh, and you're thinking I want to get into property but I can't afford to buy it. Well, who says you have to buy it? Rent to rent is the way forward. So that's a bit about active income versus passive income and property and the different property strategies. You now need to go away and think about which strategy do you prefer? How hands-on do you want to be? What business structure do you need? How much money do you need? Who else can you work with? Who's got money? If you don't have the money, is rent to rent the best way forward? So I've probably left more questions for you than I have answers, 
But remember, asking the hard questions leads to the answers that you need to know. So sit down, think about your strategy and spend a lot of time on this. And I promise you, the more time you spend, the more clarity you'll get over time. At the start, it might not be clear, but if you keep asking the right questions over time, you'll get to where you need to get to. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.